Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. I'm sure I'm in a room full of people who feel that you have made some mistakes, you've done some things that you regret. I don't know about you, but I certainly feel like that about a lot of things in my life. And if only we could go back in time. Does anyone ever feel like, I wish I could just go back in time? I wish we could just do it all over again. I wish I could just do it differently. How many of you would just wish if you could do that, that you would do it a bit differently? Would you do it a bit differently? Would you be more patient? You'd, you, know, you, you would control your tongue a little bit more? You'd finish what you started? There's a lot of elbowing going on right now. For some of you, you would get married first. For some, you wouldn't get married at all. You'd be more honest. You'd speak up for yourself. You would resist temptation. You'd maybe run with a different crowd. And for a lot of us, I think we often think about our lives in terms of the things that we maybe didn't get right and how things would look so differently if we just got a chance to do it all over again. Well, the reality is you can't unscramble eggs, and we know that. But I tell you what, we do serve a God who is willing to give us a second chance. Actually, that's, that's actually not quite correct. He's actually the God of the third chance and the fourth chance and the fifth chance. And I'm glad he's not just the God of the second chance. You know, it's, it's a popular saying, he's the God of the second chance. Well, I don't know about you, but I think I've blown that one too. And, and so I'm glad he's the God of the 67th chance. Amen. You know, history, I love this because history is full of people who totally got it wrong, but God gave them another chance. I, I, I love that. And we find these people actually in the Bible, many of them. Let's start with the beginning, right at the beginning, Adam and Eve. God said to them, hey, listen, eat of every tree you like, but just don't eat from that one tree. We talked about it last week, the tree of the knowledge of one tree, one tree. How many trees? One tree. Next minute, and plunged us into the disaster that we now call our world. And you know what? I don't know, but if I was God, lucky, lucky I'm not God. Let me just tell, I'm glad you're not God either. But if, if it was me, I would have gone, look, I tried. I thought I'd love these people, call them human beings, sort of, you know, call them special, but they got it wrong. And then, look, that's it. Wipe them out. Start with a different thing called a, I don't know, Garakosaurus or something. I don't know. Just, but if I was God, I would have started all over again. But God didn't do that. He gave Adam and Eve a second chance. He actually allowed them to live. And so he allows mankind to, to keep living. But then the Bible tells us, it doesn't take very long, nine, nine chapters later, the Bible tells us that the earth is filled with evil, such evil, the Bible says that every imagination of the heart of man was evil to the point where God says, I'm going to wipe out the earth. That's it. I've definitely had enough now. But he just can't seem to bring himself to do it. So he calls one guy and his name is Noah. And he says to Noah and his family, listen, I don't really want to destroy the earth. Can I put you all into a wooden ark? and save humanity. I'm so glad that we serve a God who is awesome at giving out second chances. 
And I, I need us to get this today. I, I really need you to get this. Because there's a guy called Moses. We've all heard of Moses. How many of us think that Moses is just an awesome guy? There's movies about him. There's whole religions that based on, on who they are and what they do based on a guy called Moses. I've got to tell you something. Moses blew it too. He wanted to deliver God's people out of Egypt. And that's a good thing to do. How many of you think that was a good thing that he wanted to do? But I want to tell you right now, the guy, even though he had great intentions, did it the wrong way. And you know, sometimes we're trying to do the right thing, but we get it wrong. And so what does he do? He ends up killing an Egyptian. And so now he's banished out to the desert. But I want to tell you something. As we know, God had a plan for Moses and brought it all the way back around. But he allowed him to have another chance. I want to tell you just this little story. There's a little boy. He goes out into a mountain. And he loves playing amongst the trees. And he finds this seed of a tree. And he thinks, wow. I like that tree. I like the look of it. So he takes the seed and he goes back home and goes back to his parents' place. And his parents live on sort of like a bit of a main road, you know, back in those days, just a dirt track essentially. And so he's playing up the front with his little sister and he digs a little hole and he, and he puts the little seed into the ground and he buries it over and he starts to water it and a little tree starts to grow right outside his parents' house on this main road. And this tree starts to grow and it grows and it grows and it grows and people in Bible times used to really love that tree. They loved it and they were walking past it. But then one day, Jesus is walking down that main road. And there's a little short guy, his name's Zacchaeus. And he can't quite see Jesus because of the crowd. He's on this main road, it's quite narrow. And he's thinking, how do I get a chance to look at that man? Because I think he could do something for my life. And so Zacchaeus looks at this tree and he climbs the tree. After many years, after many years of being planted, he climbs the tree and he's able to have a look and he's able to connect with Jesus. We're going to hear about Zacchaeus a little bit more in a moment. I want to tell you something though right now. God knew that one day Jesus would be walking down that street. God knew that one day there was going to be a crowd. One day, God knew that one day there was going to be a guy who was going to try and connect with him. And so God said, you know what? He's a short guy like Pastor Richard. So we're going to have to help this guy out. And God made that little boy, because the Bible tells us about this tree called the sycamore tree. God put it into the heart of some young person, someone, someone somewhere desired to put a tree there. Listen, God knows what you need at what time and when you need it. And God right now is planting something into your future so that you can connect with God. Listen, let me tell you what one of those seeds are. This church. Right now, God, many years ago, God planted this church into my heart and Helen's heart. But right now, there are many people climbing the branches of this tree. Why? Not to get a good look at me, but to get a good look at Jesus. And that's what this church service is all about, to create hope and a promise. But I want to tell you right now, there is a God right now who is working very hard for you to create a second chance for you. All of that was done was so that Zacchaeus could get a second chance. Do you know that God is making things happen right now that you cannot see? God seems, listen to this, whenever God is giving people a second chance in the Bible, whenever you read about it, something interesting is also happening around the same time. Do you know whenever God seems to be giving people a second chance, it seems to happen near a tree. Have a look at it. 
When God, the Bible says, when Adam and Eve totally blew it, the Bible says that Adam and Eve were hiding, listen to what it says, amongst the trees. And God said, what have you done? Now remember, God didn't wipe them out. God gave them a second chance amongst the trees. Do you know when Moses did the wrong thing? Do you know when God gave him a second chance? Does anyone know? It was at a burning bush. When God gives a second chance, it seems to be around trees. Seems to be around trees. Do you know when God gave Zacchaeus, when Jesus gave Zacchaeus a second chance, do you know where he was? Literally, up a tree. What is it with God giving people a second chance around a tree? What is it with that? Well, maybe because the whole thing that brought us into, into this disaster that we're in happened near a tree. The whole reason we're in this mess is because of a tree. Are you getting that? So how is God going to undo it? Why, why has God allowed that to happen? Because one day, one day, all of us get a second chance. Some of you know where I'm going with this. One day, we would all get our second chance around a tree as well. And the tree is called the cross of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's where we get, that's where we get our second chance and third chance and fourth chance. I'm just going to call it another chance. Have a look at what the Apostle Peter wrote. This is so important on a day like today. It says, He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose whose stripes we are healed. God's going to heal some people today in this service. Let me tell you why. Because we're celebrating that he died on a tree. It's terrible for him, but he did it so that we could be healed. And there are some people in this church service and you need a healing in your body right now. You need a healing in your mind. You don't have to twist God's arm to get a healing from him. He just needs you to believe. And right now in this Good Friday service, can we be a people that take everything that God's got for us, including healing in different areas of our life, and let's say, God, if healing is available because by your stripes we are healed, then let's claim that and let's bring it into our world and let's take everything that God has got available to us. Do you know, history is not divided. Our world's history is not divided when man went to the moon, as significant as that was. History is not divided when mankind created, created the atom bomb, as disastrous as that was. It wasn't even split when we invented the amazing penicillin, as amazing as that is, and has saved thousands and thousands of people. That's not what divides history. History, listen, is divided when a baby was born. Did you know that? I hope you know that when you pull out a 20 cent piece and it says 2002 or 2016, 2016 years since what? Since Jesus was born. I love the fact that we live in a world where everyone acknowledges it's all about Jesus. I like that. I like that. When, When I say, I don't even believe in Jesus. I go, what year is it at the moment? 2017. 2017 years since what? I don't know, something. That's 2017 years since a beautiful baby was born who was the savior of the world. So history, history is divided. History is divided when this incredible person was born. But listen, eternity is divided when Jesus died on a cross. And I want to tell you something, that's a pretty significant event. Because when Jesus died on a cross, friends, what, you know what we are remembering today? that someone paid the price in their body. Everything that we have ruined 
all the mistakes that we have made, Jesus took it into his body so that we could have a relationship with God. Friends, I want to tell you right now, what a great event we are celebrating today. What a great event we are celebrating. Now, the truth is this. The truth is, I've got to be honest with you. There's lots of new people in the place, and there's lots of us that have been walking with the Lord for a long time. The truth is, we don't just need a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance, to be quite honest with you, because if that's the only thing we think that he has come to bring us, then you're going to wear yourself out. The truth is, friends, he didn't come to give you a second chance. He came to give you a second life. Because we were once dead, and now we are alive. And if you think that for one moment Christianity is about you finally getting it right, friend, you're going to be trying for a long, long time. Listen, there is a lot of power in Christ. There's a lot, there's a lot that he can give us so that we can get things right. But from time to time, we're not going to get it right. And it's okay because we serve a God who has given us a brand new life on the inside. And every attempt Jesus made to live right, he actually got it right. So there's going to be a transaction that happens here today. And the transaction is this. Give Jesus all your mistakes, and he'll give you everything he has done right. And he's happy to take all your mistakes, all the evil that you've ever done. He will take it to the cross and nail it there, and he will give you his right standing with him. Are you hearing that? We're going to try clapping again because I, 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 could, I don't think I could tell you. Okay, no, sorry, sorry. Stop, stop, stop. My fault, my fault. I don't think you understood what I was saying. How many of you think Jesus is pretty awesome? Okay. How many of you know that you're not so awesome? Yeah, okay, right. Jesus is saying, listen, let's swap. I'll, to, to, God, to God, I will make you awesome, and I'll take your not so awesome, and I'll take it, and I'll take it to the grave so that God, God will no longer hold you accountable for all your mistakes, your sins, the things that you've done wrong. Jesus says, I'm going to take it all off you. And when God sees you, he sees you the way he sees me. Now give the Lord a round of applause. I think that's pretty awesome. I think that's pretty awesome. So it's really not just about the second chance. Yes, he's happy to give you the second, third, fourth, 27th. But it's actually not about that. It's about the way God sees you right now. You couldn't be, listen, if you've given your life to Jesus, you couldn't be any cleaner than what God sees you right now. Even if next week you make a mistake, God still says, luckily we swapped, hey? Lucky we swapped because God still sees you as awesome. And, and, And how do I get to say that? Because of Good Friday. Because of what Jesus did for me. Do you know there's a cross out there in the foyer? And if you have a look at the words... You know, young people wrote down everything that was troubling them in their life, and they wrote it on the cross, saying, Jesus, you've taken it away. Have a look at some of the words on it. Suicide, unforgiveness, anger, low self-esteem. And they've they've nailed all those things to the cross, saying, Jesus, I know you've taken it away from me. I love that. I love that. Colossians chapter 2. Can we read this out together on Good Friday? It'll come up in a moment. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, one, two, three. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed, come on, the spiritual rulers and authorities and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Yes! Wow! Everything you've ever done wrong, Jesus said, listen, we can't pay for it twice. 
So Jesus would say to you today, why are you paying a debt that I've already paid? If your father was to pay off your home loan, would you continue to pay NAB, your monthly repayment? If you would, please come and say, we need to speak to you. There's something wrong. Why would you continue to make payments to a bank when your dad said, listen, I've already paid the debt for you. Why are you doing that? Jesus will tell you the same thing today. I've paid your debt. I've paid for your sins. I've paid for your wrongdoing. Why are you punishing yourself and making yourself pay for it all over again? He shamed them. Listen, your future is not determined by your past any longer. God is not judging you by your past any longer. Everything that God has for you in the future is not determined by the things that you did in the past. I wish I could just have a clean slate with God. You have. I wish I could just do things all over again. Well, that part you can't do. But God would still tell you your future is far brighter than anything you've ever seen so far in your lifetime. And for a lot of us, we're thinking, really? I really think I'm off track. Well, luckily, God is also known as a GPS. (laughs) Yeah, next time you look at your GPS, this is what it really stands for. God's perfect strategy. Yeah. God's got a perfect strategy for you and for me. And do you know the one thing about a GPS? The GPS, the GPS knows the destination It knows how to get there, but guess what a GPS also knows? Your current situation. A GPS is not much good to you if it doesn't know where you are. And if we sometimes want to get where God's calling us to go, sometimes we think that God doesn't know where where we are at right now. He knows where you're at. And God's got a great way of getting you there. By the way, do you know you can have many different voices on a GPS? You can can, can have a guy, you can have an old guy. Turn left at the next street. (laughs) you, You can, you can have a... But you know, statistically, most people, listen to this, most people have it set to a female voice. Why? Because we're used to being told off by our mums. That's why. We're used to directions from our mothers. Yeah. So some of you are going to change it right now, I can see. Do you know what I love about God? Just, see, God is better than a GPS. But he's definitely, at a minimum, a, a, a great GPS. Because, you know, when you miss the street, the GPS doesn't go, oh, all right, bad luck, you got it wrong. Good luck, you're on your own now. I'm glad, no, seriously, the GPS doesn't do that. It doesn't just go, well, bad luck, you're lost. Go, go, do it yourself. Now, imagine the GPS said that. Go on, go, go ahead, do it on your own. Never listen to me anyway. Now the GPS goes all quiet, doesn't it? It goes all quiet, has that little bit of thinking time. I can imagine God, over your life, God sort of goes, how am I going to get you out of this one? <laughs> but you know what I love? All of a sudden, that little blue line, whatever it is, it just sort of says, turn back. In some cases, it says, make a U-turn. But you still keep going straight. Then it says, make a U-turn. <laughs> and you, nah, I think I make a U-turn. <laughs> but then yeah, eventually you end up so far. Do you know what the GPS does? It goes, you know what? Okay, you've missed that opportunity. So then it says, okay, let's go around this way now. But you know, if you just kept driving around all day, do you know the GPS would just keep making a way for you? (laughs) Did you know that? Until you turn the thing off, it just keeps saying, look, you're you're about eight kilometers away from where you're supposed to be right now, but I'm going to keep making. And God is more committed to you than that GPS. And he's going to get you there. He knows your destination. But it would be helpful if you listen to him once in a while because you'll get there quicker. There's no, right? Is that Okay. Because you have added, because like my GPS says, you've now added 45 minutes to your trip. 
And some of us in this room are saying, Pastor Rich, I'd love to hear, I'd love to believe what you're saying, but I honestly believe that I've missed my chances. I'm, I'm too old now. And as much as I would love to believe that God can still reroute my life and get me home, I just don't think it's possible. I don't think he can get me home with my kids. I don't think he can get me home and establish some sort of business. I don't think he can get me home. And for a lot of us, we've given up, and God is in heaven trying to reroute your life, but you're not even looking to the GPS to do anything anymore. And God is saying, come on, you've got to reignite your faith again. You've got to reignite it. But, I'm, but, I'm, but, but, but my life's over. It's finished. I'm done. I'm, I'm 17. What's the matter with you? Oh, Pastor Rich, I get on Instagram and I see these 17-year-olds, you know, they're ruling the world. Yeah, that's because they've pinched someone else's Instagram photos, I think. I, I'm, I'm 22, it's done, I'm finished, it's all over. I haven't got someone in my life. Well, I'm never going to get married now, 22. And for some of us, no, come on, it is pretty real for you, you know, you're getting to an age where you're thinking, I think it might be over for me. Well, I want to encourage you, just with a story here, this is a guy that, he did love God, he loved God, but at the age, at age five, this person here, his father died. And then when he was 16, he quit school. At age 17, he lost four jobs. At 18, he got married. At 20, his wife left him and took their baby. Then he opened up a small cafe, tried to convince his wife to come home. She didn't. And at age 65, he was now going to retire, being a great cook. He felt like a failure and decided, listen to this, to commit suicide because he was a failure. So he sat writing his will, and instead of writing his will, he, he wrote down all the things he would have loved to have accomplished. And so he wrote it down. Well, he started to get inspired after writing it down. And so he went and borrowed $87 and bought some fresh chicken, cooked it up with his secret 11 herbs and spices. True story, at 65, five years old, borrowed $87, went door to door selling fried chicken until people said to him, hmm, this tastes <laughs> funny you say that. People said that it was finger licking good. Well, eventually someone says this thing needs to be taken around the world. He's now 67 years old. Someone takes his idea, invests in it, by the time he's 88, he's a billionaire with 11,000 outlets around the world. This all started at 65 years old. You know what? We serve a God that says, listen, you may have got off track a little while, but it doesn't take him long to get you back on track. And he can do something amazing in your life. He's the God of another chance and he's willing to do it for you. How do we know this? Because even in the Word of God, He tells us that He's happy to restore the years that the locusts have eaten. He's happy to restore the years. I've lost so many years, Pastor Richard, yeah, and God can restore them. He can restore them. He can't make you younger, but He can make you achieve far more in one year than you could have achieved in 10. Is anyone up for this? And this is all available to us because someone was willing to die on a tree. We get to get a second chance. I love this. Do you know what he would say to us today? Can you make the most of your second chance though, your third chance? Can you make the most of it? Make the most of your life. There was a woman caught in adultery. She was ruining her life. And he says, you know what? I don't condemn you. I love that about him. I don't condemn you. I'm not going to judge you. And as she walks off, he says, but listen, can you go and sin no more? Let me tell you what that's code for. 
can you make the most though of the opportunity that I've given you? Because you should have just died a moment ago. Can you go and make the most of your second life? You know, God would say to every person in this place, Christianity is not about you just having some little faith in your life and you sort of carry Jesus around. And No, no, it's about making the most of this life, taking God into every situation and really putting a dent in this world and doing something so great with your life that you could never do on your own. You know, the apostle Peter really blew it. How many of us know that? He blew it. He, he denied Jesus three times when he needed him the most. Did you know 56 days later, 50, 60 days later, the Apostle Peter is downstairs preaching to people and 3,000 people get saved. I reckon that's a guy who turned things around and made the most of his second chance. You know, there was another guy and he really blew it too. Actually, he was responsible for Jesus hanging on a tree. He betrayed Jesus and his name was Judas. Do you know what's sad about Judas? He knew he did the wrong thing. He knew the character. Judas stood there. Listen to this. If you haven't heard anything I'm saying, listen to this part. Judas stood there and watched the way Jesus treated that woman caught in adultery. He saw the way Jesus had compassion. He saw the way Jesus had love. Yet when he sinned, he didn't trust that God was the God of second chances. So do you know what he went and did? He went and hung himself. And you know, I see a lot of people doing that. You think your life is over. And I'm telling you right now, spiritually, you're hanging yourself. Mentally, you're hanging. You're thinking it's done. And God is saying, no, you don't know my character. I'm the God who's willing to give you another chance. But I've been divorced. Yeah, I know, but there's still life ahead of you. That's not perfect, but I can make a way for you. But I don't have a relationship with my children. I know, but I can make a way. I'm still willing to work with you, but I'm broke. I know, but I can bring all your fortunes back to you quicker than you can think. We're going to keep trusting a God. We're not, we, we can't be like Judas and go hang ourselves. There is a God who cares. He wants to bring the second life into your life. That's why we celebrate Good Friday. Isn't that beautiful? How powerful is this? But I want to tell you something. Jesus could have done whatever He wanted to do on that cross. But if you don't come to Him, it's worthless. You know, that burning bush could have been burning for Moses and Moses could have just said, hey, that's cool. And just kept and walked off. He could have said that. But he didn't. The Bible says that Moses turned aside. Do you know what God needs all of us to do today? Come on, let's turn aside. Why don't you come to the cross? Why don't you come to the cross and come and get your second chance, your second life, your forgiveness of sin? Come and get your dreams restored. Let Him fill you with passion again for your marriage. Come and let Him fill you with passion again about life. That's what Good Friday is all about. Because He has totally disarmed everything evil in your life. But He needs us to come to the tree. I can't think of better news to give you than that. Your second chance is always found around a tree somewhere. Today, it's the cross of Jesus. Does anybody want that second chance, third chance? Does anybody want that? You know what I love about the cross of Jesus? 
It's not just for a season of your life. You park yourself at the foot of the cross. Just park yourself there because all the power you need is always going to be there. The forgiveness you need, it's always there. And do you know who we're supposed to be like? The one who's on it. Well, we know he's not on it anymore. We know that. But if you've ever been hard done by, just look to the cross. Won't take you long before you work out, "Mm, you haven't been hard done by that much. Stay right there, friend. So I'm just going to ask in a moment, I'm going to ask every eye to be closed in a moment. And friend, I know there's many new people here today. My prayer has been all week, God, please let people come to the cross and receive everything you've got for them. Please don't let one person in this place miss out on it, Lord. He didn't just come and die for a select group of people. He came and he died for you, for me. He's already paid the price for it, friend. Just come and take what he has got for you today. He needs you to receive the forgiveness. He needs you to receive the second chance. Hi, I'm Richard Gabakian, pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.